Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 90, where Trevor and I are going to catch up on what we're doing, because we don't have an official topic. Well, and you've been MIA. I've been busy. I haven't been missing. Okay, you've been real estate hunting? Yeah. I was even in your neck of the woods for a week. I know. Still didn't see you, but COVID. I don't have it. That's what I'm going to blame it on, though. (laughs) um, You need to mute your Zoom still. Um, Thank you. I laughed because when I dropped the dogs off at the groomers right now, they said, you need to take the collars with you. And I said, just in case their dog collars have COVID on them. And the groomer did not appreciate my little comment. But I thought... (laughs) I thought it was the stupidest rule. Why would they have you take your collar off? So they go and put like their own little slip leash on them. And then, because apparently they don't have the Take your nice comfortable collar and let us put this choke on zip tie. Exactly. You have to drag my dog through there. So I'm like, that's cool. Just choke my dog out. So. Yeah, that's, that doesn't make sense to me. COVID. See, no one knows what they're doing with COVID. Some, well, there's a lot of people that think it's still a hoax which i do feel like i have my disclaimer is i drove to vegas like i didn't i'm still not ready to get on a plane we have business in dallas or not dallas in austin right now and i'm refusing to go because i don't want to get on a plane yeah from what i've been hearing planes are getting crowded again i th- one of my friends told me the only airline now i don't know if this is true because this is what she told me i haven't verified um that southwest is the only one doing the um every other seat in row thing uh the only i don't remember who told me this but they said that the flight they were on um every seat was filled yeah see, but i don't know what airline it. it was not into it no i wouldn't do it right now so mine was a my trip to Vegas was like a recon mission, so I didn't encounter anybody. It was a lot of driving. Sometimes I want to get a bigger house, and then I remember housing is expensive. <laughs> it's it's just like man. the bigger the house, the more to clean. True, I'm not I'm not saying that's not true, <laughs> but it's also like. You, so in our case, our house is like 1,600 square feet, right? Mm-hmm. With three bedrooms. If we want a four-bedroom, somehow it's still 1,600 square feet, but costs $50,000 more. I'm like, it's a lot of work to sense. put that one wall up. That must be. To divide a room, so. It, it must be. I, I don't know. I did while I was 
out of town see someone's garage gym set up. So I feel like now I want to add a wall in my garage and make it two single car garages versus a big open garage and do like my workshop on one and the gym on the other. But I would want to fully drywall off and like do a ceiling and a wall to separate the two. So that way I can enclose the gym and then put like an air conditioning unit in it. And then none of the sawdust would come over. That would be cool. It's probably a 2021 plan. I have a lot of 2022. I don't know, man. I, uh, we have the houses, the backyards wrapped up finally. And then we have, we should be starting the master bathroom finally. And excuse me, owner's bathroom in um, two weeks. So, and then with that, we'll slowly start to trickle in doing the floors too for the house. So are you mostly doing flips? Mm-hmm. Or selling houses yeah. that are already for sale by clients. All of it. <laughs> well, because but... we're like, it's literally all of it. It's like, I'm not ever not working now, if that makes sense. I understand that. So, but it's just a lot easier because I can work from phone, like my phone, so I can do stuff like this, but I still have a couple appointments today. And one of our properties that we have in the works that's getting flipped because it's vacant and it's been vacant for so long, it keeps getting broken into. So I have to go see that one today because I got a call at 1130 at night last night that um, the alarm was going off. So we spent, sent the alarm company out there and then they're like, hey, we came out here and the door to the water heater has been ripped off. So, <laughs> so I have to see what else is missing. It sucks. Like we... We figured it'd actually be worse once construction the started. The water heater outside. outside? Yeah. Um, we figured it'd be worse because now whoever's breaking in knows there's like tools and stuff in there and actually something of value before it was just empty. There was not even a microwave to take in it. So it's like the neighbors were saying it's the same group of people that keep coming in and basically just partying in the house. And now I think they're trying to find stuff to take with them. So it's a People like, are awful. I don't know how much more we can secure this house either. And I'm really tired of getting woken up to alarm calls in the middle of the night. I don't doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's on my mission. On one of my missions for the day. That'll be fun. I was out there last week trying to film the before. This house is like 2,500 square feet. And then it has a guest house, which is like another 500 square feet. And so I was walking between the guest house and the main house trying to film the before. And I could hear someone messing with the gate. And I was like, it's those guys. They're trying to break back in. And I'm all by myself. And my only tool, like my only weapon is my freaking gimbal. So (laughs) I go to the side gate and I can't see anyone, but I could see their car in the driveway. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm like getting ready to dial 911. And it's different it's not city it's like a county island so it's the sheriff's department so they're further out and take longer to respond so i was like someone's getting murdered today it's either me or it's them i don't know so i'm almost to the main house and i could hear them like ripping at the front door and i was like oh my god so if i get out there because now i'm like starting to boogie it a little faster thank god i locked the door and then it's a glass door to the exterior, like a, the main doors and the mm. glass one. So I could see someone out there. I ripped open the door and I was like, can I help you? He's like, hey, I'm here to start demo. I was like, You're, no one's even supposed to be here today. So I was like, 
Which company? So, <laughs> like, so he, you know, I had to give him a little quiz, but he passed the test. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I came at you so hot, but this ho- house has been broken into like four times. And he was like, it's totally fine. He was like, just got off the phone with the contractor. Like, I had time today, so I figured I'd get a jump start on it. So you guys can get rolling by next week. I was like, oh my God, I almost killed this guy with my gimbal. So <laughs> You should have you just opened the door and been like, what to do with <laughs> It was terrible, though. I was like, okay. But I think when you have it, it's harder because I know that house has been broken into, like, even in broad daylight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're, like, hi- you're hyper aware, and then you're the only one there. It's not in a bad neighborhood at all. It's just because the house is vacant. And then being by yourself, like, it's like when you start to hear those little noises and you start to get all paranoid. Well, even when you're home with all the doors locked and... You hear, like, something at the window that just happens to be your tree. Yeah. But, like, anything will set you off if you're alone and, Everyone's like, you should carry a weapon. I'm like, I probably would have pepper sprayed the poor guy that works for us just out of sheer nerves. Like, it's probably a better thing that I don't. That that dude would have been in pain. Yeah. (laughs) You feel like, I was just trying to do my job. This nuts a woman pepper sprayed me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fast little dude, too. He tore up, like, the almost the whole house that day. And I was like, dang. Well, oh. demo is fast. It's cleanup that's not. Yes. I don't... I'm either way. I'm not jealous. Because it's it's always, like, sounds like fun. Like, I'm going to go put holes no, in this house and blah, blah, blah. Fun. It's not that fast, either. It's like, not fun at all. It's not fun, but you, like, put a hole in the wall. And it's like, oh, I'm going to take down this whole wall with one swing of the hammer. And it's like... No, it only puts the hole the size of, like, the hammerhead in it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to keep going, so. You can always be one of those people that just throws a whole sledgehammer at the wall yeah. vertically and <laughs> go through I, that way. I'm okay with paying to have the house demoed versus me having to do it. I have demoed drywall in my garage and that, it just, the dust gets it's everywhere. Messy, yeah. It gets all over you. It's awful. Yep. I feel you. So I'll just, we'll just sign the checks. It's fine. If I could afford to do that, heck yeah. Sign the checks. And then it's real, it's so much easier when you're just like, I want these cabinets. Now someone put them in for me. Like, this is awesome. One day it'd be nice to invest in an actual investment property. That's not the home I live in. It's, I feel it's pretty fun though. Cause it's like, you can be creative in different ways because it's like, I like this design. I wouldn't want it in my house because I want to, wouldn't want to look at it all the time. But mm-hmm. like, I can appreciate it. So you can do something totally different. Fair enough. We'll see what happens if you do really well. You move part of the operation to Vegas. And then I work with you and make money. And then we both become investment property people time to start playing the lotto dude so you can have some money to play with i am the least lucky person <laughs> i swear well probably not the least but i have i'm not ethan carter i cannot win giveaway after giveaway does he win giveaway after giveaway i he's won at least three that i know of hmm. i've won a couple small ones when i actually participate i usually like to participate in the ones that i feel like are more achievable like the CNC one, never going to happen. Not that I need one, but I you know what I mean. I entered one just because it was a friend. 
Mm-hmm. And it, there was only like six people and I still couldn't win that one. <laughs> but I've won like a couple totable tota boat total boat my coffee isn't working either giveaways and stuff like just small scale stuff when it comes to just like a sheer luck type of situation i chances are it's not it, it's my chances for the lottery versus a giveaway with 20 people are about the same odds <laughs> it just works out that way now if it's like well, actually, I can't even think of a situation. I've won one thing, I think, in my entire life from a giveaway raffle type situation. That's kind of sad. And you could only enter that one if you took a card or it was like a trade show. And you could only enter or a conference if you took this card around to every single booth. And got the questions on it answered. So half the people didn't even enter because it was too much work for them. That would be me. Like that, no prize would be worth it for me to do that much work. But that was the, I think that's the only thing I've ever won. Was it anything good? It wasn't Amazon Tap back when those came out. I don't even know what that is. It's like the predecessor to the Echo. Oh. But you have to hold the button down to use it. Oh. <laughs> So it's kind of like defeats the purpose of having an Echo or yeah. Alexa or whatever. But then she's not always listening because you know she's always listening. That is also true. I she's don't... gossipy. She, <laughs> she oh, when Amanda doesn't say Alexa, how she must say some word a certain way because Alexa will wake up like, oh, is it my time to shine? Do I need to be listening? It's like, no, stop being nosy. I'm here. Yeah. Good morning. I get it. Oh, I am just like worn out lately. So I didn't listen to last week's episode. Has it been announced what you've been working on? I I don't know. Or is it top secret, I guess? Not really. Um, well, Well, you know that I'm working on a Kickstarter. And right now it's in the approval stage, which is supposed to take three business days or up to three business days. So you're and down then, one. Got two yep. more business days to go. If they approve it right away, then I can launch it at any point after that approval. If they do not approve it right away, then they they basically said you can make the changes we want you to make and submit it again for approval so i don't i don't know how long this will take they said usually usually worst case scenario once you start the i guess modification process Mm -hmm. it can take up to a week that's not terrible i feel like the hard part's over like so to make small tweaks and stuff yeah. like that would probably I would think depending on how picky they are you know what I mean? yeah like, it really depends on the change although the worst or the most work is already over I think if anything it'd be like changes to the wording maybe yeah um, unless they just straight up say your project just isn't valid which I looked at all the guidelines and I looked at what was prohibited and I didn't see how my project would have been prohibited in any way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but that's that I'm not the one making that call either. Yeah. They are. But um, this this project was one where I could not be the typical maker Superman and try to do everything mm-hmm. because I didn't have enough time and it would not have gone well if I did. <laughs> the video editing turned out awesome. I had help. A lot. It was help. super cool. It was like... I guess it sounds stupid, but it was like cinematic, like, which it was film, very cinematic. But so the cool. so the lady that helped me is actually one that um, the company I worked for used for a product project mm-hmm. that we had, and I just kept in touch with her, and I I got a really good deal on the video part of this, where I'm just doing a trade and no way i know (laughs) but well it helps because you know i've i met her a year or two ago and we kept in touch and videography is like her job Mm -hmm. that's all she does so she's always willing to like give tips about lighting or camera settings or lenses whatever and i told her about the project and she said it sounded fun and said she could help out and she she came over to the garage. We shot it all in the garage. And she actually shot everything. And then she edited the whole thing. Nice. So when it when it comes out, I'm going to let everybody know who helped me with it. Um, but the that was a big part of it is... Because Kickstarter, the video, is like such a critical component. In comparison... If, for projects that succeed well yeah because that's how people digest like it's faster to digest you know what i mean and that's what people want so it's like instead of me reading it i'll just watch what the the video is about this product and it's short it's only a minute Mm -hmm. so it's quick and then overall though this planning a kickstarter was eye-opening to the amount of detail you need to go into do you know anyone else that's done it? I know people that have done it, but not people that I can personally talk to okay. or have responded. So the, I'm going to say this wrong, I swear. Um, Jaco, the one for, that made the Maker Knife, mm-hmm. he made a Kickstarter for Got the it. Maker Knife. And then he just ran a Kickstarter for the Kinetic Driver. So he's the only one I know of that has run a Kickstarter. I did end up for this one. So for the, I, I guess it doesn't matter if I announce what the project is, but it's the the storage box I made, mm-hmm. and I made a smaller version, and I I've tweaked the design eight times in the last month to fix either assembly things that make it easier to assemble or robustness things to make it last longer, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I sent it out to a couple people and one of them was a Harry Potter related page that designs enamel pins. And they're like, yeah, I've run Kickstarters before. 
I was like, oh, do you mind giving me an example of one of them so I can just look it up and kind of see what it looked like? And they sent me one of them. And I looked, and it was a drastic difference in the amount of work that you can tell people put in. Because the Maker Knife looks like months went into building the Kickstarter campaign. From the videography to the pictures to everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And then this one, there was no video. There there were pictures of past pin designs, but they hadn't released any, or I guess pictures of past pins that had been made. And then all they did was show like what the future pins would look like, but had not actually had any test ones made. Mm-hmm. Or any samples. And they still funded. But the... It was just a drastic comparison. Because this one, they were wanting like $4,000 or something. And it raised like eight. Maker Knife wanted, I don't know, 40000 And raised like 300 and something thousand. Dang. So it's... But it's all based on... I feel like it's all based on how good your project looks to the Kickstarter staff. Mm-hmm. Because they will mark the projects as we love this project, which helps you stay on the oh main like trending pages. type thing. Kind yeah, kind of like how Instructables features projects mm-hmm. or other websites, you know, favorite them or whatever. So I wanted to make because I could have launched this within two weeks of coming up with the idea to do it, and actually it wasn't even my idea to do a Kickstarter. One of my friends said you should do a Kickstarter for it. So, it's been a month and a half or two months since I started working on this. Mm -hmm. And it probably took well over a hundred hours of work. Which isn't even in the design because the design was already done. All I did to the design was tweak it and make design revisions. The main bulk of the design was already finished. So it's just building the campaign page took over a hundred hours. That's crazy. But I didn't want it to bomb. Like I, I wanted to go into this saying I did everything I possibly could on the campaign page to try and be successful. If it doesn't fund for some reason, I will feel better about knowing that I tried my best. So the goal is to make enough to pay off your laser and get a CNC? That's the goal. <laughs> That's not the funding goal. The yeah. funding goal is based on... Which, that's a whole different thing. Because I went in not really knowing what the funding goal would be. And I just had some arbitrary number in mind. Mm-hmm. And their process, they have a funding sheet or funding worksheet that you basically put your research and development cost into you put your marketing cost into you put your uh, expected production cost based on the number of units that you intend to sell or need to sell and then there's the shipping and the taxes and the fees and everything else so one thing that i learned throughout that process is um, i based my unit pricing 
for the Kickstarter rewards based on the lowest amount of, well, in my case, it was the shipping boxes because that was one of the more expensive uh, pieces. Mm -hmm. So I based the number of units sold off the minimum number of boxes I could buy at a time, which was like 50. They're custom. They're not Mm -hmm. just boxes from Uline. So once I figured out that the minimum number of boxes was 50, then my expected units to sell was 50 of each kit. Then I took the 50 of each kit and figured out what the shipping was going to be, what the uh, prices were going to be, what the manufacturing costs were going to be. So once you know that unit of measure, you can kind of build out the rest of their sheet. And then ultimately, when you do all of it, you land on what your funding goal should be. So the original funding goal I had in mind was like $10,000. And after going through all this with the minimum number of boxes, the funding goal actually has to be $12,300 in order to hit the minimum number of boxes. So you, But you don't know that mm-hmm. until you do all that work. And just the freaking budget part of this was probably 40 or 50 hours because it's it's literally everything yeah and they in their documentation you know as makers were like oh you want a custom sign that'll be mm, x amount you don't it's not as most precise. people don't break yeah. yeah most people don't break it down but this one it's okay Here's the the material cost. Here's the other pieces I use when I'm doing it. So in my case, there's tape that I use to mask off the material. Then it's everything else. It's the um, business card you plan to put in there, the sticker you plan to put in there, the packaging you plan to use, the boxes you plan to use, the laser machine time. And I I had to break it down to how much my machine actually costs to run based off the power consumption. Jeez. Like, the, I had to look up the formula for how to figure out how much your electricity and cost there is associated. It's crazy, because we always talk about, like, that's how you should base your pricing, but it's never been, like, that scientific. You, should, you know what but I mean? Holy cow. <laughs> like, I thought I was fairly detailed on how I came up with my pricing, mm-hmm. but this opened my eyes to... Because you're basically planning on oh, I'm going to be doing a large production level run because that's what they make you figure out. They make you figure out if you fully fund to beyond your expectations so that you're prepared Yeah. in the event that it happens. And when you're planning for that, that's a whole different story than, oh, I want a custom mug. How much is that going to be for a one? It's a way different story. Mm-hmm. So part of it was just, I've never done it before. I'm sh- if I built a second one, I think I could do it faster because now I've done it once. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it became once the budget was done, then it became the write up, which I'm an engineer, not an English major. <laughs> so writing and grammar, punctuation, and everything else, I had to proofread that thing 
like 10 times and have other people look at it. Even you were looking at it and being, giving me feedback on, oh, you have a typo here. Or, and it's, it's little things like, I forget what you caught, but it was the smallest thing that I had looked over at least 10 times. I think you typed out like do instead of two or something like that. Like it was super small. And it was funny because I kept rereading. And I was like, maybe I'm re- reading it wrong. And, and then it's like, nope. So you got to love that like screenshot yeah. and like highlighter feature on the iPhone. Because I was like, this makes it real easy to correct stuff like this and kick it back. Well, and then Ethan found that I spelled lightning as lighting, which isn't caught by a grammar or... Or isn't caught by a that's one of those spell not, check. Yeah, it's not as easily caught even by like the regular eye when you're reading through it. Oh yeah, it was so close I'd missed it at least ten times. Well, there's you know Ethan sitting on Regal with his little bourbon at night, re- like yeah, reading it over and trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I downloaded a. They have the Grammarly web extension uh-huh. or whatever. I downloaded that and took the whole thing and copy and pasted it into there and it caught a few more grammar style issues it didn't catch any spelling errors at that point because they were all fixed but it caught grammar things like oh this word should be hyphenated it shouldn't be two words I ha- things like that catch hmm. me all the time it's like all right i feel like it should be a l r i g h t but it's all space right I'm like, no, I don't like that. So yeah, I would have spelled it A-L-R-I-G-H-T. I wonder if it's one of those, like, English-English versus, like, American-English, though. Like Slang. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, proper English versus, like, this is just how we do it now. Well, you know, in English, we love to use the same sound for words that mean nothing, even close to similar well, I always like the like read and read. I'm like okay, so I also love two, two, and two. Yeah, I'm like this is really hard. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's now that that's done. Pictures and video took a while too, but that lady helped when she did the video. Mm-hmm. She also did the pictures. Nice. And then I had a couple people customize kits ahead of time, and they took pictures for me, and I used those too to show that you could customize them however you want. I get that's cool because then it's everyone's like interpretation of how they'd use it instead of you having yeah. to think of different ways on how to use it. Exactly, and they came up with things I never would have thought of, like the the gardening one. I was like, oh, yeah, somebody used it for like gardening seeds. I was like, that was not the intended use, but that's a cool application that i hadn't thought of granted i wouldn't put it on wet ground but <laughs> i feel that's... like um someone could totally do it to do like mobile catering or something like that and put their little spice kit in it too so people had come up with different ideas so you know it was intended for crafting and art supplies which then led to sewing supplies, which then led to leatherworking supplies, which led to uh, Harry Potter collectors putting collectibles from the Harry Potter universe in it. And now there's the gardening. I'm like, I. You're all, yes, have please <laughs> get creative, run with this. Well, and then somebody else brought up board games. Was, 
like most people leave the board game in the box, but I guess some people there's certain board games that you hmm. kind of destroy the box when you open it. Yeah. So then they they're like, I want to use that for board games. Like, You're okay. Okay. Buy here, please. So hopefully it'll be successful. That's... But I really won't know until it launches. How long does your campaign get to run? Does it expire or? You get to pick. So they recommend 30 days. They say if you run it longer than 30 days, people start to worry or, you know, get cold feet and back out because you're giving them more time. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the other thing is, you know, if you let it run too long, it delays everything else. So if you let it run for 60 days, you're already 30 days behind other projects that are 30 days long. So they recommend 30 days max. They don't limit you, but they say mm-hmm. that's most successful project. Any of the ones I used as a baseline were all run for 30 days. There's an alarm company again for that same house. I so, was wondering what happened. So now the alarm is literally not working. My, oh my God. Well, it's better than them saying somebody broke in. That's probably why it's not working because uh, they've true. been going in there and ripping it off the wall. So. God damn it. Sometimes. Sometimes you wonder if, like, there's a better place to put some of these alarm pads. So, where we normally keep them is pretty hidden, which is great because you have to work for us to know where they are. But, we blew out that wall. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, it's in a very obvious spot now. Um, the hard part is, because I've been gone all week, I don't know how far they are in the remodel process to know... Yeah. If there's anything that I need to be concerned about walking away, like boxes of tile or the, you know, $6,000 in cabinets that we had delivered. You know what I mean? So that's the bad part. Understandable. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And insurance only covers so much. Also true. So. I get it. So I think I'm going to go out there earlier rather than later today. (laughs) I don't blame you. Yeah. Luckily, it's 10 minutes from here. One of the girls I work with lives two minutes from there, but she just had a baby, so we try not to send her on any missions. So, <laughs> Probably a good idea. Granted, she could take her husband with her, but it's like, I guess you can have some maternity leave. That's fine. So, you, you're allowed. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Take some time off to baby bond. Whatever. That's cool. <laughs> we'll all work a little harder so you can enjoy your baby. So, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's thoughtful of yeah. you takes a lot out of me well you know probably takes more out of her (laughs) yes uh it's it's her second baby so we keep joking like have you seen those diaper commercials like baby number one baby number two where it's like baby Mm. number one you're fully prepared and number two it's like i'll just piss all over yourself it's fine like i'll just put you in the bath yeah Yeah. (laughs) just let me know when you're done yeah (laughs) been there before yeah One of the other girls I work with, she said, I went to go drop off food for her the other day, 
and I didn't plan on going in. I just left it on the porch, but she saw me walk up and opened up the door. She was covered in baby pee, said, please just put that on the counter for me. I'm not going to be able to get to that anytime soon. So she's like, so I had to go in and put it on the counter. She's like, and then Devin had Colby, who was screaming and crying, the like the older child. Mm-hmm. Try because he wanted to go outside because the door was open. So I'm just like, I was like, oh, I am not jealous at all of that situation. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Although I haven't opened the door covered in pee, but yeah. I have been peed on. I think it just, you know, part, that's, I think that's part of your induction into parenthood. I would assume so. I think that's... You just can't avoid it. No. But... Well, I hope that your Kickstarter kicks off. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. I need... It's successful. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I have three people that um, are getting kits ahead of time. One of them is a Harry Potter collector. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that giving one to them will get the word out in the Harry Potter community because it's themed around Harry Potter um, or inspired by, I should say. And then one is um, a maker that, well, it's just Ueda. Um, mainly because she has a it's a high engagement rate with her followers. Mm-hmm. Like they respond a lot. So it's not all about numbers anymore, right? It's all about how much engagement people get versus like you could have 500,000 followers and have less engagement than somebody with 30. I mean, Ethan has way more engagement than I do. Not that he's that far behind me anymore. It still blows my mind. And then there's a, there's another guy that's more, I tried to pick people in three different areas. So one that was Harry Potter related, one that was maker related, and then one that was just like, you know, somebody that likes to, um, collect things, Mm -hmm. but is, and isn't a maker at all. But would be more of just like somebody that has one in their house to put stuff in. Those are kind of like the three I picked. I can't give out too many because then it, I'd just lose money. But I figured I'd give out three and see how that goes. And then some people had said that they'll share it if I just let them know. And I don't have to do anything at all. So we'll see. It's exciting. It's a, at some point, I plan to do a YouTube video about what it was like to try and plan it. Because I feel that sharing the story would be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Definitely eye-opening to me. <laughs> and I, honestly, it was daunting. I know someone that's done a Kickstarter to start their brewery. That's why, like when you were talking about it and I was like, I guess I don't understand it as much because the way they did it, because they did it more like investors. So like to start up the brewery, like you can do, they run an actual Kickstarter. That's to my understanding. Yeah. And they did it like 
like if you donate x amount of dollars you would like kind of be an investor but you'd get these benefits into the brewery like a rare barrel type thing what was the name of the brewery i'd have to look up the spelling but i'm pretty it's been over a year though so i don't know how long they keep them on there like it's already done i think they keep them on there it's just like a a funded page and then they can link to your website oh got it like this is how we've done it yeah maybe i'm crazy though maybe it wasn't um kickstarter i thought that's what it was though well the thing about kickstarter that i don't think everybody knows but a lot of people know is that if you don't hit your funding goal your project is canceled oh so it's an all or nothing that kind of sucks yes and no because it's good for your backers because if your project fully funds that means that assuming you planned it correctly you have the money you need to actually do the project because some people need to buy molds or equipment in order to do this Uh and if you don't fully fund like say say your goal is $50,000 $50,000 and $10,000 of it is molds. Well, if your project only gets to $20,000, you, you would end up going into major debt to try and fulfill the backers that you did get. Right. And the, so it kind of protects both of you a little bit better. Indiegogo is different where that one oh, is. Maybe you, that's fund, what, you fund it. Maybe that's what it was. Might have been. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. But that was the biggest difference is one's an all or nothing and one is you get whatever was raised. So it, it highly, excuse me, I think it highly depends on your project. And if, if you aren't extremely, I guess, uh, dependent upon a certain amount of money that it has to fund indiegogo is probably an okay way to do it if you have a capital investment you need to make that requires x amount of money kickstarter would probably be the better way to do it but i plan to do a a video talking about if hopefully it funds and if it does then talking about the whole process and then why you chose what you chose probably a vlog or too about like the actual production of the rewards if it gets that far to show what that's like but it's an insane amount of work so far (laughs) so right now it's because i've been doing this every day for the last month or two as much as i can so if if i had an hour to spare one day it was doing something either the write-up or working on the budget or whatever. So this is the first weekend where I've kind of just had nothing to really, that I really had to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the three kits that I need to send out. But other than that, I think I'm just going to take the rest of the weekend off because I'm burnt out. Do it. Go watch the new Adams Family. The cartoon version. Is that on Netflix or something? It's on Hulu. Oh, I didn't know that. I think your kids would like it. But I know it's kind of boring, but 
It's it's that's still all I've been growing your business though. It is. So the the whole thought behind this is, I can reach a larger audience for a product that I think finally warrants a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't think you know, engraved mugs or engraved keychains does not warrant a Kickstarter. Well, yeah, it's like an Etsy thing because it's you know what I mean, and, like yeah. one offs. Whereas this is more of like I saw other projects similar to this on Kickstarter that had been successful as far as, you know, the fact that it's a kit that you assemble yourself. There's other kits that you assemble yourself that have been on Kickstarter and have been successful. So I'm hoping, although looking at those also gives you a skewed perspective of what could be, which can also be dangerous. (laughs) Because I looked at some, so I picked projects on Kickstarter as references for building mine. Because that's kind of what they say to do is, you know, find projects similar to yours. Mm -hmm. And that have been successful and have funded and see what they did right. And kind of try to figure out how to take the best of all worlds to make your campaign. And I was looking at some of these, and some of them like blew past their funding goal, which is a dangerous thing to to start looking at, right? Yeah, then you get all excited. Yeah. Well, especially when you see the amounts, it's like, holy cow. Because there was one guy that made kits as his project, right? And he doesn't own a laser cutter, but it is a laser cutting kit. And part of his goal was to fund his own machine, but he's been prototyping with some, somebody near him, I guess. And his goal was $14,482. He has raised $190,000. Holy crap. And it's just a laser cut kit. Like, it's cool. It's a cool idea. But holy cow. That's nuts. So I used that one as a reference because it obviously was successful. And then there was another one that's kind of like a puzzle box. Mm-hmm. And it comes assembled, but it's all laser cut. And they had a funding goal of like ten or $15,000. And their campaign ended. And they... Well, it's in euros. They had so their goal was ten thousand euros. They raised two hundred and fifty three thousand euros. That's crazy. Isn't it? Like Jeez. I'll be happy if mine hits my goal. <laughs> so You're like, I have to stay off this website. I just I do. Yeah. But at the same token, those are the projects I picked as references. So when I was going through it, I was like, okay, did they do this? Yeah, they did. I should do that too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they put a timeline in of when to expect the rewards to ship out. So I created a timeline that showed when to expect your stuff to ship out. And then I did, you know, they had a lot of pictures. So mine has a lot of pictures. 
some one of them has a lot of words and the other one doesn't. So I kind of did an in between. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. And then I looked at the rewards and their price points and just made sure my price points made sense based on what my materials were and the weight was and everything else. So I feel I did the best that I can. And I'm right now I just wait. But that's that's kind of where I'm at. But I <clears throat> I also saw uh, people that there was one. I'm trying to find it again. There was a really poorly done laser cutting campaign, as far as like the look and everything. In comparison, and. I've seen a lot of people write bad comments oh. after the fact on this one. And this one still raised $68,000. Jeez. And it didn't... Like, my friend backed it, which is how I heard about it. So he backed it because he thought it was a good thing for his kid. Because it's like a marble track mm-hmm. kit you assemble. And he said... the kits came and pieces weren't all the way cut through and pieces wouldn't line up and things wouldn't go together and then it has like a little motor and like motors were dying and he just said it's awful and then you look at the comments and it's it's not good (laughs) people are like there's no instability instructions like some people apparently didn't get them some people aren't getting status updates while other people have already gotten theirs. Hmm. So it's... That's kind of my what not to do project. Right. And then I have the two what you should do projects. So I think the whole thing is going to be, once it comes out, trying to get it in front of people. Responding to comments and pe- things that people put on there. And then just trying to keep up with it. Cool. And then begging for help if it funds <laughs> so I can get them out on time. Good part is, if I see that it's fully funded ahead of time, I have some material here already, mm-hmm. so I can pre-cut a lot of them so that I can start shipping a lot earlier than I say I'm going to. Yeah. Because and I put that I'm not going to start shipping till February. Which, you know, is like, once the campaign ends, and once the funding is released, it's like two and a half months. Got it. But I figured, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take to get the boxes in and everything else. But if I have kits cut ahead of time, by the time the boxes come, I can just drop them in and ship them. And I've already got the thermal printer, so the printing of labels is going to be quick and easy. So I've tried to set up ahead of time for what I can, and then I've already got the masking tape in for the larger stuff. So I've, I'm going to try to be as preemptive as possible if it does fund and start doing things ahead of time. You're going to be busy. I hope. I can, I can pray that it hits that six-figure mark. I'm not <laughs> counting on it, though. I think but this is where we'll it comes in handy that you're a realist. So you're like stay level headed about it. 
Yeah, I if it if it goes enough. So, the goal I set is I want it to relieve laser payments for the next few months, like three to four, mm-hmm. and that is the goal. If it pays off the laser, that's awesome, which is still way less than that six-figure mark. And then anything above that is just awesome. So we'll see what happens. But you're right, like, you have to stay level-headed because you could convince yourself and then be super disappointed later, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's all a matter of perspective. I think I picked a popular category on the Kickstarter website for it and that people will actually look in. So not much I can do about anything from here. Just got to get it approved. Right on. I feel like we're at a good stopping point. Now that I ranted about Kickstarter the whole time. Well, that could be your episode title. That is true. So, other than that, I'm just going to cut a few kits today and probably call it a weekend and relax. Must be nice. (laughs) I, well, it's not like I haven't put in the work. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm, I mean, I'd come home from working a nine-hour day and then work for another four to five hours while watching my kids. So, you know making them dinner and cleaning up and doing dishes all around working so and i engraved like 204 flask last weekend Damn. so yeah we did the video shoot in the morning for three hours and then i engraved flask the rest of the day <laughs> Well, so I was up, I was up from like your side hustle, your full time hustle. You got to put in the work. I I put in a good like fifteen hours that day. Like it was a long day, but that's I think that's what a lot of people don't see is the amount of work that goes behind a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And then they all just say, "Well, you're really lucky to have X number of followers or whatever." I'm like. Yeah, I just wished it and it happened. Haters gonna hate, man. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> There's a lot of haters. But it's okay. There's a lot of good people, too. Yeah. All, All right. Until right. next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.